0: The drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Falkowski. And welcome, 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 welcome one and all, back as you all know, today is Mastering Money. Well, the first part is the Red Sox obviously won. Uh, you'll be hearing this on Thursday. I'm recording this on Wednesday, so they won last night. They won two nights ago. Um, over the Yankees, they're going to be playing today against the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa Bay. Make sure you tune in, all you Red Sox fans and your Tampa Bay fans. Um, but as we know, Mastering Money is its own episode. It's its own, it's its own thing. I mean... Really, I just think that you know. So last week we went three and five. We'll go over the picks right now. Washington football team covered the spread. Um, so, I mean, first off, it looked like they weren't because I thought Atlanta. Uh, who who knows who going to win that game? You know, first of all, I mean that was that was a game to watch. Um. But, you know, Washington scored a touchdown 34 30, and Atlanta was not able to put up any more points. So, thank God, uh, because Washington covered, because the Lions did not cover. The Lions and Titans did not cover. Uh, So, the Lions lost by 10. Um, I'm not betting the Lions again, because they're just disappointing. they're just disappointing. I mean, yeah, they literally are just costing me credibility, I think, at this point. Like Washington, I look at Washington, I think, to my, or I look at uh, Detroit, and I think to myself, but they're, they're, they are they're have potential. They're a good team. They always disappoint. They're disappointed throughout the season, um, except against the Ravens where they actually played well. Um, so I'm not picking the, the tr- Detroit, at least until they, they can prove to me uh, who they are. The Titans Did not cover as well. They actually lost. Uh, I mean, like, what the hell, right? First off is what I was thinking. Because Tennessee, I mean, horrendous, right? I mean, you're – you know, I get you don't have any receivers, but it's the Jets. It's the J-E-T-S Jets. And they lost. It's just not – Not what anyone was looking for, I don't think. Right? I, th- I mean, such a disappointment. Because I, because I had a lot of faith in that. bet. I was like, oh, Titans minus seven against the Jets. Yeah, that went by more than a touchdown for sure. They did not. Uh, it just, they did not. Fortunately, the other two I got right. So, I took the Ravens plus one. Which was kind of a no-brainer to me. Uh, and as I said, like the Broncos could not get any offense going, right? With Teddy Bridge without Teddy Bridge. I don't wanna hear any, oh Teddy Bridgewater got injured. No, none of that. Like, no. Teddy Bridgewater in that office was doing nothing before he had a concussion. They weren't doing anything after they he had a concussion. So it's uh it's irrelevant, right? Ravens were the better team. As I told you, the Broncos are just, they're good. They're not great. Ravens beat them. They took them, they took them to town. Um, the Ravens were, 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 were very disciplined. They ran the ball well. I thought that last play, by the way, was very funny. John Harbaugh getting a five-yard run. I think Vic Fangio's got his, I mean, yeah, I think he's got bigger problems than in the morning about, oh, they ran for five extra yards. Like, shut up. Like, Vic Fangio, you've had uh, 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 just such a disappointing NFL career so far. As a head coach, your teams have sucked. Who are you to even talk? Like, shut up. Like, no one cares what you think. Your team lost. Like, get over it. They had no offense all day long. So, you know, Ravens plus one covered. Uh, well, they won. So, it doesn't they, – they, I mean, of course they covered. Uh, Packers minus six and a half. I told you all, Pittsburgh is not the same Pittsburgh, right? We know Pittsburgh. We know they don't have any offense. Um. Basically that first play of the game and then they scored only ten points. Right. And we know the Packers defense, especially like getting burned in the secondary, is not great. They easily covered. It won by ten points. I picked it by six and a half. It wasn't close all game. Um three out of five, not bad. You know, we went from 0 and five, oh out of five, zero out of five, three out of six, three out of five. This week this week I'm not I'm not loving. This one's gonna be This one's gonna be difficult. And I, I'm gonna full. I'm gonna admit that, um, because honestly, like I looked at these and there just were not a lot that I loved. Um, let's go. Let's go first off. So I'll I'll kind of explain which teams I picked and then so I'll go over some teams I didn't pick and why I didn't pick them. It Might be a little longer. I don't really care. Um, <clears throat> okay, the first team I picked this week to win or to cover. Uh, were the, the Carolina Panthers. So, Carolina's been a solid team, right? Um, I believe CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Um, he could play against... He could play. Uh, It's kind of dependent on his practice today. But whether he plays or not, I think if he plays, it obviously gives this bet even more like this this that makes this a bet that you should hammer hard even if he doesn't play though Philadelphia really has not competed in any week since week 1 they're 1 and 3 they beat the falcons so i don't really take much stock into that cuz the only team they beat was 1 and 3 right they, they just they haven't played very well carolina is a good fundamental football team they're beating the bad teams right they're exposing weaknesses their defense yeah you know what look their defense got rocked by dallas but you know what happens to teams after a week where they don't play well in defense they usually play pretty well the next week good defenses right they still have a good pass rush philadelphia doesn't run the ball and i don't think they can carolina's got a good secondary and Jalen Hurts just hasn't been that great he hasn't been he hasn't been good enough to win right the the, the offensive line for philadelphia is weak Jeff Schwartz agrees with me on this one. Fox Sports betting analysis, Jeff Schwartz agrees with me. Um, I think Philadelphia's got, I think they've got a lot of problems. I think this line is kind of, I mean, listen, what it's telling you is that, listen, if Carolina wins by a field goal or less, do you think that Carolina's going to win this game 27-24? It's probably going to be like 27-20 or like 27-17 or 30-20, Right. If you can picture them winning by three points, I, I i mean, I can, but I just don't think they will. So I'm taking the Panthers minus three and a half um, this week. By the way, last week I took all the unders or all, all the – not all the unders. I took
1: – oh, no, I didn't.
0: Never mind. That was two weeks ago where I took every single favorite team. That's right. Um, the next one I'm taking this week, the next team I'm taking, I'm taking the Packers at minus three at Cincinnati. So what this is telling me is that, listen, I don't trust Cincinnati. I don't like the teams I've beaten. I don't think they're very, I think that they've won some lucky games. And I think that the teams have been, some of them are not very good, right? Pittsburgh's one and three. Jaguars are zero oh and four, right? They lost to the bears who are two and two and really not a good team. And they beat the Vikings in a weird week one on a game winning field goal. And they beat the, the, the Jaguars in a game winning field goal. Cincinnati is not, like, they really, I don't think they're going to be close in this game. Like, I just think that the Packers' defense, yes, it isn't great. But I don't think that, that the, the, the Bengals' offense is all that good either. I think that the Packers do have a pass rush. Right, and the Bengals' offensive line has been tested this season, and they, they've they've you know they, they've been they've been mediocre, I would say. But but uh, it's hard for me to it's hard for me. I, I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers, right? And nothing. This is going to be one of those situations where they lead them on a game winning drive and kick a field goal, right? Um, I don't. I think that the Packers will probably win by a touchdown. It's a 1 p.m. game. It is in Cincinnati, but, like, listen, Packers are a good cold-weather team. Like, I'll give you the weather in Cincinnati. Weather in Cincinnati. 76 today, Sunday. It's actually going to be hot on Sunday. That's crazy. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like, like, like the Packers are a good team. They're playing well. I think they're a bit undervalued. So, I'm taking the Packers at minus three. The next team I'm taking, and this is pro- this is a stretch right here. I I did not like a lot of um, there were a lot of picks that I did not love this week. A lot of lines that I was like, oh, it's not not great. <sighs> um, I'm taking the Vikings at minus eight. That's the spread right now. Listen, Detroit. I don't trust Detroit. Like they're, you're telling me Minnesota's gonna win this game. They gotta win this game by ten, right? we to, to basically cover that because I'm not nine is like such an odd number. Teams really don't win games by nine points all that often. Only time I could see that is if there was like a two point conversion late to bring it back to nine, or whatever. But you know, oftentimes, you know, teams really do not. Um, teams really do not win by nine. So they gotta win by ten. Minnesota needs a big win. Like they need I need they need another solid win. I don't see them like listen, they're good at home. I don't see them losing against Detroit at home. Right? That's important. They need a win. This team's in need of a win. This team, again, they cannot fall to one and four. You fall to one and four, you're done. Like you're absolutely unequivocally done. Right? One and three. You know, I mean, listen, you, you win a game, you're back to two and three. You know, it's it, you're still on a week-to-week, you know, survive or die. But, I mean, you're one and four. That's it. Even a 17-game season, you're one and four, absolutely done. Minnesota's not losing this game. The hope is they're going to control the football. Their defense played better last week. Minus eight's a stretch, but I don't know. I feel good about Minnesota. I like them. I like what they're doing. I just... They can rush the pass, so they do a lot well. Um, you know, uh, Fox Sports betting analysis, Jeff Schwartz, says, Minnesota offensively is nowhere to be found. They're still having offensive line issues, which is true. But the Lions don't really have a pass rush, so I don't, I'm not really concerned about that. And the Vikings can't rush the passer. Um, Everson Griffin, have you heard of him? Have, have have you heard of Everson Griffin? Because this season, let's see, stats. This season, he has, going down to 2020, he has two sacks. Okay. What about Daniil Hunter? Hmm. Have you heard of Daniil Hunter? Vikings, sacks. Leaders 2021. Let's see. Let's, let's let's see. Defense sacks. Daniil Hunter has five sacks. Michael Pierce and Everson Griffin each have two. Nick Vigil, Harrison Smith, Eric Hendricks, and Dalvin Tomlinson each have one. So if my math is correct, through four games. Right? That would be 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 sacks through four games. So they're averaging three or more sacks a game as a team. Against, let's see. Browns offensive line, pretty decent. Against Kyler Murray, who can run around, pretty decent. Against Russell Wilson, who can run around, pretty decent. Joe Burrow in that offensive line, yeah, we'll give him a pass. But that off, yeah, they played well that week, actually. So to say that they don't have sack leaders, you yeah. uh, know, not great. <laughs> not great. They're, they have 13 sacks. Kirk Cousins has been sacked seven times. So that's a flat out lie. Um, Vikings minus eight. Next, I'm taking the Titans. Listen, there's I, I very I I would be very surprised if the Titans, after a loss to the Jets, go down to an 0-4 Jacksonville team and don't blow them out. Titans are a great running football team. Jacksonville is a terrible defense, right? Tennessee, I mean, listen, do you think Derrick Henry's not going for 100? He's going, what? How many yards does Derrick Henry have on the season? Let's see. Derrick Henry. Let's, let's see his stats on the season. So his season, through just four games, he has 510 yards. He's averaging four and a half yards a carry he has 14 touchdowns. Let's, uh, let us expand upon this a little bit. Um he's averaging 127 and a half yards a game. He's averaging 28.3 attempts per game. He has 14 targets, 125 yards, 8.9 yards per, per reception. Um and he, again he has four touchdowns, which I think is second in the NFL. Derek Henry always runs all over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think mean, Tennessee blows out Jacksonville. I'm taking them at minus four. Easy money. Hopefully. Oh, hopefully. And then I'm taking the Sunday night game. The spread has actually moved. Let me let me let me change this. So the spread has actually moved. The Bills are two and a half uh, point dogs in, in Kansas City. I'm taking the Bills. They've outscored their opponents 118-21 to in the past three weeks. Miami, Washington, Houston. Not great teams, but they shut out two of those teams. Shutouts are not easy. Kansas City's defense is atrocious. Kansas City's defense is is better than Washington's or Miami's, even if they are not by much. So I, I, I really think Buffalo is putting up 30 points, right? They've looked great offensively, defensively. I mean, listen, I put up 40 points in the fucking rain. Excuse my language. They put up 40 points in the rain. So in in in, in more acclimate conditions, right, in, more, in better conditions, I think they can put up better points. So it's a tough one. It really is. Who do you think is going to win? I think the Bills win, right? The Bills defense, I think, is better than the Chiefs defense. And right now the Bills offense is playing better than the Chiefs offense. Chiefs offense can strike at any time. But I just don't love the way Patrick Moses been playing. They beat the Eagles. Congratulations. Eagles suck. So not a lot of stock in in the Kansas City wins the season and a lot of stock in their losses because they've lost to good teams, right? So I got the Bills beating Kansas City at home. Um, And, uh, you know, that is – That is um that's who I'm picking. There were a lot of picks I didn't like this week. I'm staying away from like you might think, oh, Rams minus two and a half at Seattle. Listen, it's at Seattle, right? It's that's that's first. It's in Lumen Stadium. Seattle does not lose very often at home. Right? Number two, short week. New head coach, new quarterback, short week. Like new, 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 new dynamic. Typically, the Rams are coming off of a loss. I still think they'll win. Yeah, maybe they won't win. I don't know. I think it's I think it's variable. They could blow them out. There's also Russell Wilson. It's at home. It's a division game, especially in this division where things always get crazy. I don't trust anybody. And there were just a lot of other teams like Jets at Falcons. Like who knows? I mean, the Jets could win this game. The Falcons could blow them out. Like I have no idea like broncos at pittsburgh as literally the definition of a toss-up i'm not you know, not not advising that one uh you know dolphins at tampa bay like i think tampa bay probably covers but they could win by a touchdown right like i have no idea it's a 10 point spread that's a huge spread um saints in washington saints are the most volatile team in the nfl i'm not touching them uh new england houston new england's lost you know they're nine and a half point favorites but it's in houston they've lost some offensive linemen it's dangerous pick bears at vegas like who knows what chicago will bring this week they could be great it could be close vegas always plays close games but they also could blow them out like i have it's just raiders after a loss like are they for real i think i need another week with the raiders Browns charges one-and-a-half line spread as a toss-up. It's at home and charge, but they're really not home games. Browns are good, but are they good enough to beat a good charger scene? Like it's a 50-50 game on who's going to win, and that's what you're asked, being asked. Giants, seven-and-a-half point favorites. Listen, Cowboys win by a touchdown, you cover the spread. So Giants played well, and Cowboys, you know, it's a division game. Cowboys are, I trust them, but I, it's kind of a weird game. San Francisco, Arizona, this is actually a decent one. I would bet this one if, if I didn't pick those five. San Francisco's five-and-a-half-point favorites, but will Jimmy G start? Arizona's a good team. They're 5-0, and oh, but they've got to lose at some points a division game. Um, and, and you know, San Francisco needs a good defensive game, but that's actually a good one that I would hit. San, I would probably take Arizona at the under, um, and I'm just going to write that down below. I'm not I'm not making it a pick, but I'm gonna put it as Arizona minus five and a half advice. So I'll just say like if you want to bet that one, that's an an appropriate one. But I don't like a lot of these other bets. Indy and in Baltimore, seven point spread, like Monday night. What if Indy's defense comes out and plays well? It's Monday night. You know, the Baltimore's played some weird close games this season. All right, we'll be back on the other half with Red Sox coverage. Stay tuned. And welcome back. Woo! The Red Sox won, folks. I don't know if we're going to win this next series, but it was sure nice to beat the Yankees. I'll say that. Um, Listen. As a Red Sox fan, phew, beating the Yankees, beating Garrett Cole, at home, in a wild card one game wild card game, winner moves on, loser goes home. Whew, doesn't get much better than that, folks. It really doesn't. Um, honestly, I was so impressed by this Red Sox team. I did not. Now, this isn't to say that I didn't think the team was good. I thought the team was good, but I didn't think they would come out and be this strong. Right? Y- you have to admit that. The Red Sox going out there and hitting, you know, what was it? You know, scoring six runs. Getting getting Garrett Cole out of the game in in under three innings and less than one time around. And I don't know if it was actually less than one time around in the order. It was around that, though. Um, Getting Garrett Cole out of the game, I mean, that's big. Like, knocking him out of the game was huge. And then, you know we, we got to their relievers and we scored three runs off of their relievers as well. We were taking walks. Um, the most impressive part of the game for me, I mean, I mean, listen, all of the Red Sox players were good. Uh, you look at Nate voldi he went five and a third, eight Ks, one earned run, no walks, I believe four hits. I mean, that was a, that was a stellar performance. He went five and a third on 71 pitches. He gave up one run, you know, on a <coughs> on an Anthony Rizzo home run. So, I thought he pitched extremely well. Listen, Cora could have left him in, I think. But he made the right decision, ultimately, um, to take him out. He put, you know, he put the. I mean, he really did put the best guys in. I mean, you look at it and you tell yourself, okay, well, he puts in Brazier. Brazier goes two, uh, two-thirds of an egg, scoreless. He puts in Hauk, who hits him up and down. Robles, who hits him up and down. And uh, Whitlock, who pitched excellently. I mean, you know, that Jordan Carlos hit home run. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. I mean, he's been so, he's been such a tough out recently. Um, Probably one of the toughest outs in the league. So we knew that he was going to get. I mean, I mean, he was crushing the ball all night long. He was bound to get a home run. Uh, he had three hits. He was bound to get a home run. He ended up getting in that last at bat. Um, but you know, it was a great game played by the Red Sox. I think that uh, I think the Red Sox was really, really good. I gotta say, their their starting pitching was good. The relief pitching was good and they scored on on arguably one of the best bullpens in the the MLB. They looked really good. I mean, if they play like that in this upcoming series, you know, I mean, they can start knocking the Rays around, I think. I mean, they scored six runs. It feels like they could have scored way more last. I mean, they had a couple situations where they had guys on base and they didn't bring them around. Um, And, again, the Yankees were using everybody they had to win the game last night. The Red Sox, I guess, you know, as soon as it kind of got to the fifth inning, we were thinking about, okay, well, you know, at this point, it's not so much how, it's not just how much, how, how can we win this game, but how can we win games going forward? The Sox look really good again. I mean, our starting pitching has, you know, high high upside. I mean, Chris Sale, he can really get the job done. Nick Pavetta, you got faith in him. Eduardo Rodriguez, Nea Valdi. I mean, those guys really can get the job done, I think. Um, so the Red Sox, I got a lot of confidence. And on the flip side, the Yankees, I mean, they go another year without winning a World Series. I mean, the last win they had was in 2009, I think. Yeah, they won in 2009. So they've won twice in the century. Obviously, you know, they've won 27 titles. So they're the most winning team in baseball history. They have the best, you know, they have the best, uh the best statistics in that regard. But, you know, I mean, they have not made a World Series since, they haven't won a World Series since 2009. They have one of the most, they have one of the highest, um, highest payrolls in the MLB. I mean, Garrett Cole is getting paid, you know, $324, $25 million over the next, you know, few years. And he can't give you, you know, five strong innings, you know, I mean, they just keep spending money, and, and it's not – whatever they're doing isn't working. Like, whatever whatever they're doing is not working because, you know, I mean, listen, people say, oh, they didn't have D.J. LeMahieu. Okay, well, the Red Sox didn't have J.D. Martinez. Like, like, you know, uh, both teams are missing a star. I think that, you know, you cannot – You cannot, you know, blame that. The Yankees were outplayed. They're outmanaged. I think that, again, they're just not a very good, you know, they're, they're, they're a good team, but they're, they're, they've never reached their potential. I mean, like, they're letting two teams, one that's really just not – I mean, they let a Red Sox team that most people didn't think was going to be competitive this season have the same amount of wins – Right. And beat them in the wild card round. We may let the Rays, with a much lower payroll, right, restock, revamp and, and come back and win again. Like win the division again. The Yankees are you know, and, and you look at Toronto I and mean, you say, Well, okay, Toronto, I mean this was this was their year to shine. Uh this was like the next season. I mean the Toronto's gonna be good for seasons to come, like Vlad Guerrero, Marcus Simeon, I mean, they're gonna be good for years to come in Toronto. Yankees, I mean, Red Sox feel like they're just coming to their own again. Who knows what Tampa Bay is gonna do? Because you know. Uh, uh, I mean, they just keep they just keep coming back. So the Yankees, I mean, realistically, they feel like the fourth best team in this division. I mean, they feel like yeah, the Yankees are winning. I mean, how can the team get better? They have a great bullpen, good starting pitching, great lineup. I mean, we have DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Stanton. <clears throat> Those are like MVP caliber players. You have Luke Void and then you have Urshela, and then you have Velazquez, and Gary Sanchez, and Higashioka, and Brett Gardner, and... And Joey Gallo and Anthony Rez. I mean the list goes on and on. I mean if you're not winning titles with this team. How do you plan on winning titles? I, I I I I don't know. The Yankees have made a lot of mistakes. But going forward, the Red Sox, the Red Sox won this game. They were aggressive. They pitched to the Yankees. They weren't they weren't fearful. They took the Yankees and as and as Alex Rodriguez said one too many times. They took them. They took them by the horns. They said, "We're going to come and pitch right to you," and that's what they did, and it worked out well. Um, it's clear to me that you know the Red Sox do have a shot at making a run this season. I mean, listen, this is a five-game series against Tampa Bay. Red Sox do not have a great record against Tampa Bay, but it's the playoffs. Anything can happen, and if the Red Sox starting pitching can be, you know, can be as good as it was last night. And the bullpen can be pretty good and the offensive scoring runs i mean this team is very hard to beat they do a lot of things right and you know the the shortcoming of the red sox is going to be you know that left-handed pitching in the bullpen do we have that you know and, and can the bullpen really hold down games i mean i think my biggest questions my three biggest questions going forward are can the red sox hit off the race can the starting pitching be effective like can the starting pitching go, you know, six innings and only allow a couple of runs, and can the bullpen close out games? If the Red Sox can do those three things, I mean, they're well on their way to winning. It. I know that's like covering everything, but those are the three main things. The Red Sox have the capability to score a lot of runs. It's the question of can their bats get hot? Last night they did, right? Starting pitching, I mean, they have a lot of capability. Like, I mean, you know, you look at it, Chris Sale. I mean, can he, you know, can he be Chris Sale? Eduardo Rodriguez is had a very strong season, right, in terms of uh, FIP, right? His ERA is not great, but, you know, you exclude defensive errors and defensive stuff like that. I mean, he's been very strong. Nate Aldi obviously was incredible last night. Uh, you know, he's, he's been incredible all season, right? You know, Nick Pavetta, I mean, you know, guy, guy's got talent. I mean, what what can he do? Can he, can he give you something? And then, you know pick your fifth starter. I mean, whoever it is, but if they can, you know, if they can do that and if their bullpen can be consistent, I mean, Adam Modavino for a while was very good. Matt Barnes for a while was very, very good. Can they, can they be clutch? Can they get you know, to where we need them to be? Because we know that we have Brazier, Robles and Whitlock. They can get the job done, but they can't get to do, do it every day. Our bullpen needs to be good. And again, our bats, can we do, you know, Can we, can we, can JD get hot? Can Xander have a good playoffs? Can Rafi, you know, we have guys who can do it. We have the talent. It's a question of whether our guys are in the right, you know, right form. That's it. I think the Red Sox have a shot at beating the race. We'll see. Uh, Obviously, you know, you guys know the result of the Dodgers-St. Louis game. Obviously, because I'm recording this before that, I don't. Um, But, you know, let's go Red Sox, folks. Let's go Sox. Thank you all for listening and have a great day the game on the line one shot who would you rather have taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want Iguadala.